Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This podcast is sponsored by Vantage Point Archery. Are you tired of broadheads that don't give you perfect flight every time? It's time to make the switch to VPA broadheads. These rock-solid CNC machine broadheads are precision-made to ensure flawless flight with every shot. No weld lines or brazing. These broadheads possess bone-splitting strength that will give you the confidence to take down any game. I personally made the switch last year to VPA because I truly believe in the product. Being able to use your broadheads on your target during practice gives you confidence on how your arrow will fly when it's game time. These broadheads will literally last forever because you can just resharpen them time and time again. VPA broadheads are not only durable, but they're also ethical and proudly American-made. When you choose VPA, you're supporting a brand that values quality and craftsmanship. So why settle for anything less? No matter the animal you're pursuing, VPA has the perfect broadhead for you. With options like two-blade, three-blade, single or double bevel, vented or solid, and weights ranging from 100 to 300 grains, you can customize your setup to fit your needs. So get ready to hit your target with precision and accuracy this hunting season. I personally shoot the single bevel 125 grain non-vented. Gus, how about you? Yep, I also shoot the single right bevel at 125 grains. I love the way the broadheads shoot, how durable they are, and at 125 grains, it's solid, versatile broadhead for all kinds of hunting. Precision in the field starts at VPA. Don't compromise on subpar broadheads that may let you down. In my experience, they will let you down. Trust the experts at VPA to deliver top-notch performance every time. Something I'm really excited about is the newest release coming out this season. VPA is introducing the new VPA Omega broadhead. This revolutionary design combines the most desirable features of a single bevel head with the strength of a double bevel head. The result is an unmatched performance and effectiveness in the field. You know what, Gus? Here's the best part. Their patent-pending lay-flat sharpening technology makes the VPA Omega broadhead the easiest two-blade broadhead to sharpen. So say goodbye to the tedious sharpening methods and hello to minimal work and maximum results. It's time to put VPA in your quiver this season and experience the difference for yourself. Don't settle for anything less than the best. Visit vpabroadheads.com to check out the new VPA Omega broadhead and explore their full range of high-quality broadheads. VPA Broadheads, where precision meets performance. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, the show for those that hunt with a purpose and drink with a passion. Or is it hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose? I don't know because I don't have my script in front of me because we're recording live this week. (laughs) 
joined by Ryan from 10th Mountain Whiskey. We're going to be chatting whiskey, hunting, and uh, all things in between, so stay tuned. What did you uh, What did you learn about hunting in the South? Did I say Ryan on the intro? No, you said Brian. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, hunting in the South is a it's a it's it's warm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's very warm compared to Colorado hunting, and a, a lot of sitting and waiting. So patience is required here. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. We had uh, we had done a podcast together probably a couple weeks ago now, and uh, we were like, yeah, let's you want to come see what it's like to hunt on opening day in South Carolina? And, uh, and you showed up surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you invited me. So I said I would come out here. Yeah. We're all about, uh, showing people new things. And this was definitely, yeah, the, the cabin was so hot. We, we, I don't know what was going on with the, uh, the other side AC unit, but it was broke, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, there could have been no AC at all in the cabin, and it did cool down at night, so that was that was really nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, for those that uh, have never been in a 116 heat index inside of a 10, it's actually a trailer, I guess. What is it? It's like a... It's a it's a, like a construction trailer, like, but they would put a construction office for like a construction site. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a double wide, but it's only, what is it, 100 foot wide, yeah. 100 foot long. And it's basically got four rooms that used to be offices and a bathroom. And we've converted it into four bunk rooms, a living space with a kitchen and a bathroom. Yeah. So it serves a purpose. It's it's old though. It's kind of starting to it's saggy in yeah, a few it needs, places. It needs some uh it needs a facelift for it's, sure. It's no longer airtight. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> the doors don't exactly close anymore. No. That's all right though. But it was better than uh tents, I guess. Yeah, beat sleeping in a tent. Oh, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, seeing the swamp this morning when the sun came up? That was actually really cool. I've been, I've never seen a swamp. Well, I, I can't say that. I haven't seen a swamp in a very long time that I remember. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. And the the views coming off of it, the colors coming off of it were just phenomenal. And the environment alone gave like an ambiance of heaven almost <laughs> yeah it, it, it's very peaceful and it, it's a wonderful time doing it yeah it's great did you uh did you hear any deer behind you in the water uh could have been deer could have been hogs i i heard a lot of turkeys so yeah there's, I, a, lot, there's there, a lot of turkeys out there. there there was a lot of movement in the water that's for sure yeah yeah, yeah the turkey <laughs> like to like to trump through there quite a bit it's funny you know you, you said more in not quite the same words, but you said it was pretty out there. Yeah. Like swamp gets a bad rap. Like it gets, it's not, it's generally sort of lumped in with being kind of nasty and, and dirty. But I think, I think it's the sun, sunrise in a, in a swamp is one of the prettiest things you can ever see. Yeah. There's just, there's just nothing like it, especially in the low country or like Louisiana where I'm from. It's, there's just nothing like it. Yeah. It's a whole nother type of ecosystem and it's just, it sucks. It's so full of, venomous snakes <laughs> <laughs> things that want to bite you and yeah because uh, yeah it's it's full of wildlife and full of uh all kinds of cool and it's it's just fun to sit back and watch it all come to life mm-hmm. it really is sitting there right before sun came up and then 
hearing the animals get up from the squirrels to the birds to everything, it, it gave a different feeling that you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. uh, like Colorado, yeah, you're going to get that and you're going to hear some stuff, but you're not going to hear the same creatures. You're not going to hear the cicada going off. And it's, like I said, it's, it has an ambiance that I can describe like heaven. Yeah. It's weird out there because when it's dark, it has like a certain sound. And then it's almost like the night shift Chuck clocks out and the day shift clocks in because there's like a brief moment where it's the, the bugs stop and then all of a sudden the birds start. It's yep. like the bugs stop making noise because I know the birds are going to eat them. So the bird, <laughs> like one bird tweets and all the bugs are like, stop telling them where we are. <laughs> but yeah, as, yeah. as the sun comes up and just everything starts to wake up for the day and get moving around, the birds are flopping. Like when I was walking in, was it we were driving in? At some point, when did we see? We saw this huge, the owl. Yeah, this huge that was owl. Last night. Oh, it was last night. Big yeah. barred owl. Yeah, just flew out like and tucked its wings and was gone and into the woods. And it's like he it was, was like, wild. How did he like, do that? Because where I mean, we we watched where it went through, and as we were pulling up to it, it's just this mess of vines and and limbs, and there's like a huge bird with a giant wingspan, and just the way they fit through things, and just I didn't we didn't even see where it went. Yeah. That's blend in so well. That's insane. Yeah, swamps this whole whole thing, but we I enjoy it. It's it's fun to ex, like give people an experience like that. Like I'm sure when people come out and they hunt with you in the mountains and they've never done that before, you could show them something that they've never seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you're up at seven thousand to ten thousand feet and you're hiking all day and you you get that oxygen deprivation on some of these people, and then they get to the top of a mountain. And then they see the views go on for miles and miles and miles. And yeah. It's, I love to see it in their eyes. Just watch their eyes open up so much. Their jaws drop. It's either from lack of oxygen or it's <laughs> from the view. So either way, I'm, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm always excited to show people uh, the mountains of Colorado and guide it's, them. It, it totally, uh, you know, we, we've done some hiking. I've done some, you know, hiking other times, but you know, it's, it's easy when you're in the, in the suck you're thinking about the pack, it's heavy, your legs burn, you can't breathe. But then you reach that point with that lookout and it's like all that goes away and it just doesn't matter anymore. Like, like you could be in the worst pain ever. You could be hanging on to, to life, just barely able to breathe. And that view makes up for all of it. We did Pike's Peak and it's as you're going up, I mean, you're like, man, I'm really up here. And then you get into the clouds and it kind of you kind of forget how high up you are because the, you're above the clouds and looking down the clouds are like a hundred feet away. Yeah. And then when you come back down, you come through the clouds again. It's like wow, I'm really up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It's I, I never got to. I mean, all the mountain stuff that I've done is in Appalachia, so like eastern North Carolina, western Kentucky, and it's just you don't you can't tell. Very rarely can you tell where you are. Usually, it's just you're in the woods and there's rocks around you. You're climbing mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But to get out there, like above the tree line, it's it's pretty fascinating. Oh yeah, uh, well that next time when you guys come up, I'll I'll bring you up on top of a mountain. We'll see how you guys do. I'll put you on I'll put you on a cliff edge. Nice, I'm good nah. with it. Don't threaten me with a good time. I went to <laughs> Prika Stolen in Norway, and it, it's called Preacher's Pulpit. It looks like a pulpit, and you climb up the backside of it, and then when you get to the top, uh, there's no rope, nothing. You just go sit on the edge with your feet dangling, and it's like I don't know. Really far? I'd have to look it up. I don't know how far it is, but it's far. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I have my limits. Well, they, they, <laughs> they, they tell you, like, be careful, because a lot of people come up there, and they'll scoot to the edge and sit down, and then they'll look over and pass out. 
<laughs> so you have that in the back of your head. Like, don't pass out. You said it's a cliff, a cliff that you go to? Yeah. Do you get to it by walking through what seems like a dude's farm to get to it? I don't remember. You don't remember? Because I saw something. I saw a, uh, there was a guy that was on doing a trip on, I was watching some travel thing on YouTube, and he was like lost. He was like, some guy came out to see if he needed anything. He was like, I'm looking for this thing, you know? And he's like, yeah, just follow this, this pale, there's this path. And it went like along this farmer's fence and then kind of like over some hills. And then it got to an area where it just opened up and there's this huge cliff and you could look out over the ocean and, and I don't know, it was, it was beautiful wherever it was. Yeah. This one was a river. So oh, like river. on the other side of the river, there was more hills and oh, terrain. Maybe not the same thing then. But I remember you had to take a ferry to get there and the jellyfish, you could hear them hit the ferry. They were so big. Damn. It was wow. like, boom, boom. <laughs> and you're looking over and you could just see them plowing through schools of jellyfish. Good God. Yeah. Let's uh let's, let's sip on something while we're, while we're yep yeah oh we're also uh, let's go ahead and do the um for those that right now so today's Monday this podcast comes out and thank you for uh, hanging out while we took a break took a couple weeks off just so we can get kind of some stuff done and figured out and get a new album art picture taken that we forgot to do and um, <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. aren't we awesome we have the rest of the week and weekend to do it. We got to yeah. get it done. We got to get it done. We can. There's woods here. We can just run across the street real quick and put on a camo shirt or something. Yep. Get you to take a, a glamour shots photo of us. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to do that. Um, and then we're it's, it's hunting season, y'all. So we're kicking into season opener in South Carolina, which it opens on August 15th for our game zone that we're in, and it's buck only right now, and it's full fledged. You can rifle, hand grenade, whatever you want. I don't know. If- <laughs> <laughs> not quite i thought about when you uh when we were talking about that reel we were going to make about blowing up like throwing a hand grenade at a deer yeah i was thinking if i could get a video of me shooting a buck like somebody on the ground filming it and then we could just redo it and we'll shoot a claymore or a claymore shoot a uh, jesus not a claymore <laughs> shoot a uh uh the tannerite instead and like throw a fake grenade and then have the tannerite explode and then go over there and be like <laughs> Got him. You know, <laughs> just pick up the rack or something. Well, you just got to get one of those fake deers. Yeah. Fill, fill up it. a fake deer with tannerite. Yeah, yeah. Fill up a fake deer with tannerite. That would be funny. And you have to make sure it looks clearly fake. Yeah, 100%. You don't want it to, you don't want anyone to, uh, well, no, just you do like DNR. No, not, not that. Just being obnoxiously fake makes oh, it more, make, just yeah, makes yeah, it funnier. Yeah. But, um, like in the movies. Yeah. 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 And most of South Carolina, like on private land, you can hunt with whatever you want. So, yeah. yeah. You know, opening day. You can, it's like, like you said, it's buck only, but, um, this is an opportunity to get a velvet buck, which you have about four weeks to do it. Yep. Um, and in some cases, depending where you're at, I haven't seen any of the bucks on camera at our property where we were, but in, in recent years at this time, a lot of, some of them have already shed their, their, their velvet. So, yeah, the ones that, uh, on that John's Island property, they still have it, but it's crazy. I mean, the day before, so August like 13th, we, I didn't go out there. I went out August 14th and put a fresh pile of corn down because you can do that here. But I haven't seen any deer on that camera since August 13th, and that's about when it started to get crazy hot, and I really think that they're just sleeping. I mean, they have to be. Yeah. This heat out here is uh, a... Yeah, yeah, you, you guys live in a different world. I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listened to a wildlife biologist talk about whitetail movement and you know, kind of debunking a lot of the, a lot of the wives' tales about certain... You know, whether it's the weather or the moon or whatever. And, and he's like, it comes down to, you know, deer move based on, um, and, and they, they mate based on gestation period. Um, like, and 
like they they're going to move because they have to eat and they have to drink. They have to do it every day. And they may go a little earlier, or a little sooner, depending on, but it's all based on the light, the sunlight. Yeah. I forget the name of, um, Herpuscular. Yes. Thank you. You're right. welcome. Good job, man. You're so smart. Uh, yeah. Um, but they, their movement is based on, on light. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And there may be other correlations, but at the end of the day, that is what drives them genetically is their movement, um, and feeling safer during that dusk kind of twilight time. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's hot, it doesn't matter if it's cold. But that being said, he also said they're, they're animals. They feel heat and they feel cold just like you do. So if you're cold, they're probably cold too. If you're hot, they're probably hot too. So if they're really hot and uncomfortable, there's a chance that maybe they're holding off on moving around a whole lot until yeah. later in the evening when it's even cooler. I'm sure they're laying down right next to the kind of lake that's over there and they're eating over there. They're not coming over to where... Where yeah, the corn is. I'd imagine if they have a, a, a water source that they can bed down and yeah. feel safer, that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I would Especially do. Especially if, if there's if those that have fawns and they need to make sure that those fawns are getting water throughout the day. Yeah. Because yeah. those fawns will die quick without mm-hmm. uh, without water. Hydrate or die. So it's Wait. definitely hotter here than you thought, right? Oh, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I mean, it's 90 in Colorado up at like 7,000 feet, and that's kind of bad. There's zero humidity up there. Mm-hmm. And I mean... You're getting all those UV rays at seven thousand to ten thousand feet at that temperature. Yeah. So it feels like hundred at that point, but with no humidity, it's kind of peaceful. Yeah, it's just hot. Yeah, it's just a dry heat. Yeah. I used to live in Utah and it was like that. Like and um just right right next to the Wasatch Mountains. And it was it was hot in the summer, but it was just it was just hot. Like right. you, didn't, you didn't have this like you didn't step outside and your your clothes get sticky and damp and soaking wet immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shower and you get out, and then you're just you're still wet for the rest of the day. It's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, that's uh, we had to cut the trip short because of the. It was just miserable sitting in there. It's just too hot. Yeah, it's also supposed to. It's getting ready to start raining if it hasn't started out there for the pretty much the rest of the weekend. So yeah. Um, oh, as I was, after we got off, off track there. We're we're doing a giveaway. It's live right now. Uh, you can go check it out. So we're gonna we're gonna film the reel right now. Perfect. Okay, you want to grab your your bottle. Yeah. And then we'll, I'll pretend to hold because there's something else we forgot to do. <laughs> so, so I'll look at the camera uh, for the, uh, all right, let's see. Um, you want a free Tacticam? We're giving it away for opening day season. It also comes with what, Gus? A Whiskey Whitetail's bourbon barrel grunt tube. And? Some delicious whiskey? No. Well, I mean, yes, but not yet. Oh, what else are we, what else are we giving away? <laughs> so Monster Whitetails, we'll, we'll oh. do it again, we'll do it again. Monster Whitetails is donating the, or the Monster Whitetails is, is doing the giveaway with us, and they're pitching in the uh, solar panel and battery. So you oh, don't have I to keep buying batteries. Okay. We'll do it again. Start over. <clears throat> yeah. We're doing it, fuck it, we'll do it live. So everybody just got behind the scenes there on, on, on real making. <laughs> 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 All right, do you want to win a free Tacticam? We're doing a giveaway with Monster Whitetails. Gus, what do they get with it? Oh, Monster Whitetails is going to provide the solar power implement accessory for the Tacticam. And we're throwing in a bourbon barrel grunt tube. And then Whiskey and Whitetails, not Whiskey and Whitetails, is also uh, partnered up with 10th Mountain Whiskey on this giveaway. Yeah. So we're uh, proud to donate a bottle towards this of the year. Uh, it's a two-year bourbon of ours. So. so there you go. If you want to get entered, all you got to do is use... 
the following phrase. Don't don't put a bunch of emojis. You're gonna you're gonna get skipped. So just put down opening day in the comments. That's all you gotta put. Opening day. We don't need periods. We don't you don't need to capitalize it weird. Just put opening day in the comments and you're in to win. It's that easy. What are you waiting for? Yeah, go. Do it. Do it. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. That's done. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. All right. Let's pour. What do you want to go start with? Last night, we uh, we got to tap into some of these. Um, Should we do the Bell Mead first since it's a uh, fresh palate? Yeah, I mean, that's, we, we haven't, we didn't even get into that, did we? No, that no, was like a secret, my, my yeah, saved bottle. That's the one you wanted to open today. Yeah. He talks about this bottle all the time. So this is the Bell Mead Madeira. Uh, this is batch number 1803. Um, this is, they quit making these. And this was also signed, I believe that's the Master Distiller's handwriting. I can't fully tell. But uh, it's signed by somebody. Uh, sometimes I think it says Claudia Judge, so it could be a Claudia Judge signed bottle. I don't know who signed it. I wasn't there for the signing. Mm. But it's signed by somebody, probably important. Who's Claudia Judge? I don't know. I think she's an actress or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, put it in the comments. Who's Claudia Judge? Okay. Oh, I know who Claudia Judge is. He's for ISSO. <laughs> <laughs> Retired. Yeah. So it's not signed by her. That was a good pop. That really was. Good. This is going to hit real nice on two hours of sleep. I'll be sleeping by the end of the episode. Yeah. I got some smelling salts in there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, jeez. They're pretty worn down now. Still potent. Whatever that... Are those the ones that would did that uh, the Fu, Fumu Manchu or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Oof. They're rough. Yeah, no, I've that one time. I'm good. <laughs> They're rough. Mmm, Madeira. Oh, that smells amazing. See, it's like overpowering. We used to buy these bottles and we would like it'd be gone in a weekend. I would just I couldn't stop drinking it. It was so good. This company doesn't even exist anymore, I think. Right? Bell Mead? I know they quit making all this and they just went to a bourbon, but I think they completely stopped. Oh, I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why do people ruin a good thing? All right, I'm gonna taste it. So it smells like Madeira. We have a great product. Let's it makes money. It. Everybody seems to enjoy it. Let's fucking stop making it. Yeah, let's stop making it. <laughs> <laughs> let's make the one the least. The, no one ever buys our straight bourbon, but we make the most money on that. So let's stop making everything and just sell straight bourbon. Oh man, yes please. Yeah, it goes down so easy. It tastes like funky turkey a little bit with that. Madeira sweetness. It tastes like a fortified wine. Did we have this on the podcast once? I don't know. They could, it's been years. They haven't made it in a long time. It's possible. It's very good. This is, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any, like, context for you yet because I'm still trying to get some notes out of it. But from all the notes and everything that I'm actually getting just right off the front palate and off the nose, it's kind of interesting and it's... I, I could go through it. I, now I can see how you went through an entire bottle in the day. I could do this all day. 100%. Oh, yeah. It just goes down to it's too too easy. Yeah. Like, we hate the word smooth, so I'm, I would I don't want to use it. But if I were to use the word smooth, it would be on this. I'm going to say exceptional. Mm-hmm. Exceptional is a good word. It's a fun word. It's fun to say. <clears throat> exceptional. Exceptional. I put the Chanel in exceptional. I got to meet her. Chanel? Chanel. Is that the Rob Deerdeck chick? Oh, I, I was just saying a random person. Oh, isn't that yeah. a purse company? Chanel? Yeah. 
I think it's a perfume. Chanel is a, yeah, like a fragrance company. Uh, yeah. Even better. Yeah. You think she wears it? Chanel could be a dude. Chanel could be a dude, yeah. yeah well, it's exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. Well, so I, it's not Chanel. It's except Chanel. Everyone wears it except <laughs> Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> is everybody following along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So we uh, did not see any deer today, but we did not. see some hogs. Did, not and, tell, uh, I'm not saying where, because yeah, <laughs> we'll go back and try to shoot some. But um, last time somebody saw hogs in there, they got trappers to come out and kill them all instead of giving you know paying club members an opportunity yeah. to hunt them. Not that we're bitter about it or anything, but I mean, oh, I, I kind of get it. that tone. If they were destroying the fields, like I would get it, but they weren't, to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Seemed uh, seemed seemed. Uh, premature but yeah i told matt about it and he was like do not tell anyone i was like no i know i'm not gonna tell anyone about what the hogs because he was like he wants to, he, cause he was he was complaining that they had killed them all he wanted to come kill them yeah yeah and i was like guess what there's still hogs here well it, that's what I'm, that's what i guess I, i'm glad that we're not the only ones that were a little irritated by it like i get yeah. it that they can be a problem but a lot of us pay money to be members of this club and historically the hogs have been hard to locate on this property yeah. because they stay way 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 back in the swamp um, and only rarely do they come in. And so, like, seeing the hogs where we were seeing them today. Not common. Not a super common thing. There's a, there's a beaver had had dammed up part of the river up there. So, it's it's pushed a lot of that water in. Okay. And so, the, they had to come in as well. They can't they can't swim all day long. So Yeah. Um, yeah that makes sense. That's why they're up in there right now. But, yeah, I haven't, I've been there, what, five years, and I haven't seen them yet until now. Today's first time. Wow. That's actually it's kind of impressive that you haven't been able to see. I mean... It's a vast property, as, as you guys showed me, and of all the roads. And you only showed me probably one eighth. That, that was yeah. I mean, maybe a. I, I don't. There, there was a. There's a lot of that less property than a quarter. You, yeah, there's a lot of that property you didn't get to see, and a large majority of it you can't get to in our trucks. You have to yeah. take an ATV or or go on foot. Like okay. where we went to look at that, where the snake was. Yeah. So that road there, it cuts around. And it goes to like this the thing called Plum Creek, and then when you cross over that, there's twice twice as much land. Yeah, I mean, so Plum Creek is actually the end of the property back where... Um, Did I say the wrong name of the creek? I don't know what the name of the creek is. Where that bridge know. was. If the, so that, yeah, that bridge, I don't know what the name of that creek is, but that, okay. if you go wrong over creek. that, though, there is like se- you know several hundred more acres over there, and um, where that property line is is, is is Plum Creek. It used to be a Plum, the Plum Creek like tree company or paper company uh. owned that as a tree farm. Oh. That's why it's got, that got that name. Mm. Um I thought it was the creek. <laughs> no, there's there's a couple of other like the main gate we were going through. There's two more gates like that down the property. One's like two miles down the road. So I mean, we, it covers a lot of land, right? And um, like 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 he was saying, you can you know where that where we stopped to check out that see if we can see that snake. Um, if you keep going straight, it goes to the right. Um, that actually go will come out one of the, the front gates, and there's some more stuff up there. But if you go, it goes to the left, and then uh, like I said, if you, you go right, there's another road that cuts off to the left of that, and those go several hundred yards deeper into the woods in that direction. Um, so you can't get to them by truck. The trucks are, the, the roads are too small. But And even where you hunted, that if you were to go sh- straight, like the way you were looking down, yeah. if you were to go straight down that road, it turns as well. And there used to be a whole other section back there, but they timbered it and uh, it rained really bad and all the timber got stuck back there. So there's 
an entire forest basically cut down and stacked up back there that's now rotting away. Yeah, it's and it it stays flooded. Um, and it used to be trimmed and cut pretty good to where you could there was like a little land bridge you could walk across, Uh and then it opened up into all this fallen timber. And it was all flooded into like little ponds, and it was great for duck hunting. Really, wood ducks and and yeah. a couple other species. Um, it's gotten so overgrown back there; it's it's almost it's just too dangerous to walk back there. Yeah, you um, break an ankle. And it's, and yeah. some of those spots are so flooded, and everything's gotten so rotten. If you try to walk through it, and if you take a wrong step and you break an ankle or break a leg, you're not getting out. Like it's if you go by yourself, it's just too dangerous. So, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we don't ever go back there anymore. I used to have a stand back there, but if the if you were to shoot something and it ran back into that flooded area, it uh-huh. would just be you'd be done for. There's what? no way you'd retrie- retrieve it. Retrieve it. The only thing I could say for you guys is get a gator, like a six by six gator. Yeah, yeah. You gonna finance it for us? I mean, don't tempt <laughs> me. I, I, I might join the club just if I get that. You could. I think uh, we have a waiting list, but we can get you on it. No, it's um. We had a, there's a, those Connex boxes out there. So you have to buy a Connex box to put it in. Uh-huh. And even then, so the guy, Matt, that you met, his, yeah. uh, someone stole his. The Connex box? No, the, they busted open the lock and they stole the razor out of it. Jesus. Brand new. It was a four door, four seater, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brand new. Oh, yeah, that had, sucks. Like we've he still had, had a loan on it. Brand new. We've had an, we've had an ATV, or his, his UTV, and then we've had two or three four wheelers stolen from out there. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We used to have a little Ford F one hundred back there, um, but it like it would only start when you didn't need it. Like when I wanted to use it to go hunt, I could not get the thing started. But we could just go over there and turn the key and fire right up. No, oh, Jesus. Yeah, if you just need to move it out of the way to do something else, it start right up. But God forbid you actually want to take it back somewhere. It yeah. So we ended up selling that. We don't. So we don't. It's a pain to be able to. to that's one of the reasons we always talk about leaving because it's so hard to get back there. But right. I don't know. It's also super convenient sometimes, so it's hard. Well, it's nice having access to that much land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal, having that much acreage to get mm-hmm. around. And the peace and quiet alone was worth every single minute up yeah. there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about uh, the town as you drove through? I mean, you didn't see much of it, but. You saw all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, which town? Yeah, Charleston. Oh, Charleston? Yeah, we you drove oh, through. Oh, I oh, Ridgeville. I, oh, <laughs> Ridgeville. Yeah, no, yeah. What do you think about Ridgeville? Uh, it's a it's a quaint town. It's very small. I mean, some of the people were unique, and some of the houses were old. And I mean, it shows character. So yeah, yeah. That's one of the good things about that area and uh, this place alone. It, it you doesn't matter where you're at. You're going to get a different flavor of individual a different type of person from every town to every city you go into so it's I, I love getting that experience to be able to see that and what's actually out there yeah Ridgeville's an interesting place it's it used to be a lot smaller but now they're cutting all that land down and building I don't know yeah. if you saw the neighborhoods they're putting up in there now yeah they were nice which is crazy because it's so far from town it's funny it's so so often a town will kind of grow for, you know out from itself but like they've taken these properties in these neighborhoods and they're sort of like slowly closing in around ridgeville yeah um but i mean all this stuff coming into the area all these businesses all this all these logistics and distribution centers and they got people got to work and the people got to have a place to live so 
I mean, that's that's good for the economy, right? It helps you guys out and gives sure. a little bit more taxes back to the community. Hopefully. Somebody. I don't think we're getting anything. It's not, it's, <laughs> I wish they put it into some fixing some roads and maybe some other things, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh, still it's to be determined, I guess. What's crazy about it is like, I guess Ridgeville would still, like if you were to go out of town and somebody's like, where are you from? So people that far away, which is like an hour and 15 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. The pe- those, those same people will still say that they're from Charleston. Really? Yeah, even though it's an hour from Charleston. That's, yeah, no. You, you can't do that in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you go to Denver. I mean, you go outside of Denver and say you live in Aurora, and that's, I, I would prefer to say I live in Denver than Aurora. But <laughs> you can't really do that, and it's it's just another town right outside of it. Yeah. And that's 15 minutes outside of Denver. Right. Mm. Yeah. Nope, not here, because there's really, because nobody knows any of the towns out here, but yeah. everybody knows where Charleston is. Yeah. So it's like, it's like if you live near DC, you just say you live in DC. Yeah. And then somebody's like, you live in DC? And they're like, well, no, I live in Anne Arundel County. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I didn't think you lived in DC. Yeah, no, <laughs> not very many people live in DC. No. There's a lot of money in there, though. There's a lot of money in there. <laughs> what other uh, hunting trips do you have set up for this year? I got. Uh, my own hunting trip that's in a couple weeks. That's I got a either sex elk tag and a cow tag for that. So hopefully I'll get both of them knocked down, feed my family and friends. Um, I got a mule deer and a mule deer buck hunt and a cow, no, bull elk hunt that I'm guiding two weeks after that for first rifle. Um, and then I have another mule deer hunt I got to guide, and then another elk hunt I got to guide. That's a lot of hunts. Yeah. That'll take you through the year, or that goes into next year, too? That that just goes throughout the year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be done end of November. Oh, that's not bad. So you're going to have a pretty busy next couple of months then. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm nonstop because I got to go travel a few weeks for work and then back to guiding, and then I'm going to school full-time as well. So. Oh, yeah. What are you going to school for? Exercise science and athletic training. So I'm getting my bachelor's and master's at the same time. What are you going to do with that? I just want to learn how to. You just wanted my, it? <laughs> yeah. I just want to get skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the goal right there. That's same. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's the only reason I'm doing it is for myself. Do you come up with any tips? Uh, yeah. Don't eat as much or drink as much. And it's not working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what they keep telling us. Don't eat and drink so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You could, um, you could, when you guide hunts and you get these out of shape clients that can't climb a mountain, you can finish the, you can finish the hunt by giving them a, uh, like a beginning part of a personal fitness plan and tell them, you know, here's the first week for free or two weeks yeah. for free. And you can well, purchase the rest of your, <laughs> purchase the rest of your customized meal plan and exercise plan yeah. at this link. Well, I, I warn people before they come up with yeah. this. I'm t- I tell them you, you got to start hiking three months in advance. And you got to put weight on your back. Yeah. yeah. At least put a backpack, put a 25-pound dumbbell to start, and then put a 30, then 35, then 45, 
and I try to get them up to like a 60 to 65 pound pack mm-hmm. and doing at least five miles a day. Yeah. Cause if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to keep up with me and I'm, it's, it's not going to be a good time yeah. for you at all. Yeah. And if, uh, and if you can't keep up with you, then they're not going to get to where they need to be. Uh, absolutely not. I yeah. mean, I'm, I try to get them as close as I can to the animals mm-hmm. and I'll call in an elk within 30 yards, 40 yards. It's, it's, I really hope you can't miss that big of a target or 30, 40 yards, but I've, I've seen it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. When you, uh, when you, when you get people out there, are, are you ever, are you always trying to make it as easy as possible? Or do you ever like, we don't have to hike 10 miles today, but we're going to just to do it. I've only done that to one person. Yeah. Just because they were a bit excited. And I figured this is the best way to calm them down before yeah. we actually go out and actually go after an animal. And going 10 miles with a 70 pound rucksack and then plus a couple would rifles. you say you say excited they're just like too just too amped up yeah 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 you need to relax a little bit and they yeah because if we went out there and i didn't want their gun to come up and start hands yeah. start shaking yeah worry about their placement of their shot the whole time so that's smart that makes sense do you have a way do you uh i do you have do you make guys shoot before you go out yeah so we'll always zero a rifle yeah or muzzle loader or even your uh, archery we'll, we'll make sure you're on at at least 60 yards for your archery and then for rifles we, we zero in at, at 100 you're not gonna where where i guide at you're not gonna shoot mar- farther than probably 200 yards okay. that's about it nice how far are you you have them that's a long shot 60 yards i mean i guess an elk is a larger target but i mean you're you're shooting a a pillow yeah size target and that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could do it, but I, I don't know how, how many other people, like how many, how many archery hunters do you know? Like, I don't think some of the guys at the club could shoot an elk at 60 yards. I mean, you're the kill, the kill box, that, that area, whatever you want to call it on. Yeah. The, the, where the vital organs are at is the size of like you said, a pillow. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think just a little practice, yeah, you know, yeah. just getting comfortable with the fact that like you, you don't have to hit a dime at sixty yards. You just right. You just got to relax and get it in this area. Yeah, just as, sink it in. <laughs> as this guy almost shoots a one of the casings from a shell at a hundred yards. Who you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's close. I mean, you were an inch, close. an inch low, an inch low, and I mean dead center. You couldn't have gotten any more center than that. No. I can't believe it didn't do more damage to that wood. I told you those that six five PRC goes so fast and so hot that it's just going to go through something. Instantly. It's great. It punched a perfect hole through that piece of wood. It, it was such a perfect hole that I we both just initially I assumed it was a drill that it yeah. was a, it was done by a drill yeah. and it wasn't part of what you shot. Yeah. You know, until we saw that like the exit, blow, the blowout from the back. Yeah, yeah. it's that's was, that was wild. Yeah, that I mean that's what it does to an elk or a mule deer that I've seen it too. It doesn't give a big blowout, but the internal organs are all just from all the yeah, just gang gang over over pressure. And the, it's it's kind of amazing go, seeing that go through it and just the. I saw a heart explode once. Yeah, well, yeah, from that, and it didn't even hit the heart. It went through both lungs, and the heart just yeah. The, um, I can't even use words right now. I'm, I need to keep <laughs> drinking. I'm still tired. I've seen the videos of them where they've hit and the the entire shoulder and like the entire side of the animal just. 
like a like a like a drop in a rock in a pond. It just pull it just puddles yeah. out. Yes, yeah. that yeah. that's probably the best way to explain it. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. It's so crazy because it's such a small round. It is, but if you saw the back of it, that I mean the charge alone. I think it was a two hundred and thirty-five grand. Yeah, the casing is huge. Yeah, the casing yeah. is huge. Yeah. And just and then it necks down into this tiny little bullet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty smart. It's a, it's literally like a five sixteenth drill bit, is what it looked like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They went through that. It's a broomstick handle, is kind of like what it was. And we had a shell on top of it, and I missed by an inch, low. Oh, I mean, you literally couldn't have been missed. More well, spectacular. And to give and to give so like to understand how fast it was moving. Is it? It was just a city on a, a wooden dowel. Yeah, and it and it's just an empty bullet casing sitting on top of it, and it went through it so fast that it didn't even knock the bullet casing off, or it didn't knock it off. It knocked it, it off. It yeah. just but fell it just off fell over. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like it. It didn't blow it. Blow anywhere. it away. Yeah. Didn't you know? We weren't searching for it. It just kind of just tipped over in the grass. Yeah. Um, it's wild. Is yeah. I mean, we all Very thought impressive. we all thought you hit it. Yeah, I thought I did too. Actually, I, I wasn't pretty sure. I wasn't super sure I hit it, but <laughs> I, I was afraid for my wallet at that point because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to hurt you. We had a wager. Yeah, yeah, you had a wager. It yeah. was uh, any bottle I wanted, right? Yeah, any bottle at the liquor store you could find. Oh, right. you didn't say yeah. all that. You oh said, no, I did. It was any bottle you wanted mm, at the liquor store. Well, we would have gone straight to uh, Caleb's or Seven Star. <laughs> no, and I would have no. been like. <laughs> Let's open got? the closet because he's got he's has uh he's a bunch of, bun of the, a bunch of the old Parkers. Oh no, they would have been like five grand. <laughs> oh <probably>. god, <laughs> that would have made an expensive trip. Yeah, I would have just had you buy me some wild turkey. <laughs> that would have been nice. That's funny. Well worth it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, what do you think? Would you come back down here, or would you wait till it got cooler? You know what? I would actually come back down here again because I. It's all about the environment and the people you meet and yeah. what's going on with it. The heat doesn't truly bother me that much. Uh, I got used to it after about twelve hours. So yeah, I would come down here and again in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's definitely much more fun when the weather cools off. When it's, you can throw a hoodie on and jeans and, and hang out around a fire after you hunt and uh, and then you can go hunt and not be drenched in sweat at before you even <laughs> sit down in the yeah. stand. It's a lot more enjoyable, but. Uh, I mean, this morning wasn't bad, right? No, it was actually really that, that nice this morning. Really we were nice. This morning. We were yeah. texting about that. Um, like, honestly, when, when we all decided to kind of call it call it a morning, if I'd been out there by myself with nothing else to do, I probably would have sat for another hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was nice. It was real nice. I knew that, like, come 10, 30, 11, it was going to get yeah, like it is right now. The outside. sun starts to creep up over that over the, the tree line, that swamp, and it starts to get muggy real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, God forbid, you get a sprinkle in there, and then it's just... You're in a you're in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, the humidity here is. It's uh, we tell everybody all the time how hot it is, and, and people are like, oh yeah, well I've seen hot before. It gets hot here too. That's what people tell us all the time. It gets humid here. We have humidity here. I'm like okay. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> not the you. same. Yeah, we have friends from Florida, and they're like, bro, we live in Florida, and then they come up here, and they're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how it does it, but it's hot. It's just hot. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's. I really hope you guys get that AC fixed before the next time I come up. Oh yeah, they'll fix it. Yeah, you we won't need it come like like October November is a lot of fun because it's nice. Uh oh, I think we lost something over there. That yeah, looks like everything. Dope. What are we talking about? Uh, that screen spinning. Oh, got him back. That's Just, sweet. Nice. Hey, okay. 
<laughs> that was only a video problem. If you uh, were watching on video, we cut out there for a second. We're trying out. Um, we're sitting on my couch at my house, and we got cameras up on the coffee table and two laptops sitting behind it, powering everything. <laughs> Just trying it out, see what's new. We've done that before. Well, we've been recording remotely yeah. since we moved out of the studio. This is the first time we've recorded in person in like two months. Yeah. So it was, um, we wanted to continue being able to put stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we just took a break for a couple of weeks, um, but yeah, figured try it out. Yeah. Don't bother me. Yeah. All right. You brought some, uh, 10 ton whiskey with you. Yeah, yeah, I did. So we have, I, I bought our sherry cast, uh, rye, which is 108 proof. It's a one year. We also, I also brought a our bourbon barrel strength. I think that's 118 proof, and that's a two year. And our single malt, which is our second batch, which is 90 proof. And I'll tell you what, if I may pick first, I would like to go with the single malt. Yeah, absolutely, please. It was uh, we had we had popped some of these last night, just having dinner. Yeah, and I really did enjoy the single malt. Yeah, the single malt's probably one of my favorites. It's a uh, it. Like, like I told you last night, it reminds me kind of a, of uh, Highland Scotch without the peat. It gives you a little bit grassy notes and textures to it. And it also just, it's really nice on the palate. But I, I, I would love your guys' opinion on this again. We're going to put this in for a few more awards, I think, this Are year. You? Yeah, yeah, do. You should. Yeah. It's... um. Like I was saying last night, it reminds me of a of a hay barn. Yeah, hay. yeah, man, it gets just a straight hay in a farm, and but I love it. It's like it rem- it reminds you of like fresh fresh. Not I hate that fresh cut grass. It's not that, <laughs> but you know when you you smell hay. However, when you I don't know if you've ever been in a hay barn, but when it's kind of fresh and it's still green a little bit, you yeah. can smell like you can smell the color green. I yes. guess is the yeah. easiest way to explain it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. It, it doesn't. It, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't smell like hay that's been sitting in a barn for a while that they've been pulling from, right? And it's yeah. got the dust and everything all over the floor. It's. It smells like the fresh bales that have been tossed in the upper part of the barn. Yeah, and yeah. You're, and you're running around as a kid playing up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a little bit of a little bit of horse leather in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, that horse sweat that gets on the back of leather. It's one yep. of my favorite smells. Horse sweat. Ew. I like it. Gross. I'm gonna lick it. Uh, escalated quickly. <laughs> oh god, that's good. Mm-hmm. Where can you get that? Like any state that you're in? No. So currently, it's only at our two tasting rooms in Vale and one in Gypsum. Uh, we are going to start distributing it out across the nation he- here very shortly. So, um, well, I feel very lucky to be able to have it then. Yeah. Yeah. So th- th- you guys are probably the first podcast that we've actually gone on and actually talked about, and I've introduced it to. Everybody else had to come and get it in person. We never did anything with them. Yeah. So I wanted to. I wanted to bring out something special and unique because you guys invited me out. And right. yeah, thank awesome. you. We appreciate yeah. that, man. This is special and unique. I'll tell you if you if you uh, if you see that in a store, whenever it starts coming out, you would be bring, a fool not bring to get these it. To um, Bring some samples when you go to see Chris. Yeah, we're gonna take those. We're gonna go to a couple of liquor stores tomorrow, and um, yeah, and we'll definitely bring. We'll bring all three. I mean, well, let I mean, them taste it. We'll, we'll sell like we we do single barrel picks with these as well. So if people want to get them, they're our single malt is it, it, that's at a premium cost uh, for us right okay. now because we don't have a lot of them. So if you wanted a barrel of that, it's it, reach out to me. We can talk about it, but it's gonna cost you a pretty penny. And we also do the bourbon and the rye as barrel picks as well. Sweet. 
Nice. Yeah. We'll get to, uh, you have all those numbers in your head, so to, to when they start asking tomorrow. Oh, yeah. No, I have them all in my head. Okay. I figured I, you did. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like a good salesman. Yeah. If you want me to, if you ask me to times it, I'm just going to say, yeah, times two. <laughs> what if I buy five? Times five. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the number I told you, times five. Yeah. yeah. We don't we don't get them any any cheaper than what we're getting them right now. <laughs> no, I, I was an athlete, not a mathlete. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'm not good at math either, so I'd probably cheat and do the same thing times two. Yep. I can't get over the nose, man. It's crazy. It's the back end of the palette that kind of interests me. And it always has on this. On batch two, it's a little bit lighter, a little bit cleaner mm-hmm. than batch one. But that batch one, it again. It almost reminds me of a Highland Scotch. Yeah. Minus the peat. Okay. Take out the peat completely, and that's what this would remind me of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I like it. The uh, the exhale. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's so many notes. There's like a tobacco leather on it, too. Tobacco leather. Fresh cut grass and tobacco. I mean, you're getting tobacco leather and horse sweat. Yeah. I can keep going. <laughs> Toenail clippings. What do toenail clippings say? I don't really get that. I, I mean, I really used, hope. Used dental floss? Yeah. Used it's, dental floss. We go with a bunch of crazy... <laughs> we, should, we should... We're joking. This is not what this tastes no, like. No, right? not at all. Please. <laughs> no, yeah. Definitely. He's over there going, what are these guys doing? Oh, okay. You're yeah. ruining it. Lost so many sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you... Uh, when, when can they expect to see that so people don't want to start looking? Uh, so, uh, we're... Working on doing uh, something else with another distributor here shortly. And once we do that, I believe we're going to have it online. So you'll be able to buy, you can, I'm going to say by November, we should be in 42 states. uh, Nice. And you'll be able to buy it in those 42 states and get it shipped directly to your door. Who's your distributor right now? Uh, Speakeasy. Okay. Yeah. So that's our current one. Yeah. Who are you going to? I, our current one, that's I, we're we're gonna just keep it at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if we have Speakeasy here. Yes, you do. We do in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah what yeah. brands are they? It's all uh, craft brands. Yeah. Oh, it's not all craft bands brands. Yeah. They have uh, some larger ones as well. Okay. It's also yeah. crap bands. Crap. Yeah. Bands. That, that's I you <laughs> caught that. I see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. Um, that's interesting. I don't know anybody that works for them. Like we know almost all the distributors here, but I don't know anybody that works for them. I didn't even know they're here. Well, I mean, they're not here. It's an online distributor for us. Oh, I yeah, see. yeah. So it's not local. I got you. Yeah. I was thinking like Southern Glaciers or no. Whatever. I've been talking to Southern here currently, so yeah. we're hoping to expand. And we're kind of in this state, but not the way we should be. We're in North right. Carolina, not in South Carolina. I thought you, because North Carolina is all uh, state controlled. Yeah. yeah. I, I Trust me, I don't know how we got into it, yeah. but we're in North Carolina. As, as, but you'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> right. Awesome. And then uh, this, uh, what's the difference between the barrel proof one and the regular? You just, you just, you don't, I mean, we know the difference is that it's not watered down, but is it the same mash bill and all that? It's just it's, like, it's just literally the same thing. It's literally the same thing. And what we'll do with it is actually kind of unique for our picking process. So we'll get three different barrels and get three different proofs out of those barrels. And we'll do a blind tasting on all of it. And you decide what your favorite is out of that, those nine. And then we'll taste the top three that you picked. 
And then I'll tell you the proofs, uh, what's going on with them, the years, everything like that. So mm-hmm. you can actually get that flavor profile and everything that you want directly from that barrel pick. Mm. So we want to make it the best blind pick that we can possibly do for you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, make sure you have like an experience you haven't had before. So I, I know most barrel picks aren't like that. And they're only, yeah. they usually just do one barrel or maybe two barrels at uh, one or two proofs. And that's, that's all they're doing. I also feel like most of the time when they're doing a barrel picks, they're trying to sell you something that they, that nobody else wants to buy. Yeah. Like there's all, they're always going to include this one barrel that just like, is trash and they're hoping you pick it. No, we don't do that. So if we have a barrel we don't like, if the master distiller doesn't like it, uh, the owner Ryan doesn't like it, Connor, who has a phenomenal palate, doesn't like it, and a few other people, it we won't keep it. Yeah. We won't, we do not want to give out stuff that we don't like. Yeah. Which so, is a good way to do business. Yeah. Plus, you can expect to always have a, uh, no matter what bottle you buy, it's it's not going to be. There's not going to be an off bottle, right? No, that's. I mean, that's the entire premise of our company, is make sure the people come first. And that's why we consider ourselves a philanthropy company first and a whiskey company second. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. And you opened a new tasting room because last time we talked, I think you only had one. No, we have two. Yeah, we uh, we've always had two. So we had one in Gypsum where our distillery's at, and then one in Vale Village. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't remember the. I remember the one in Vale. I didn't remember the other one. Yeah, we talked about. I think we just talked most about the one in in Vale. Uh, in vale yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. How how I mean how how busy does that one stay during like peak season? During peak season, it's. I mean, that is a move. I I go in there a couple times during peak season to help them out. Sure. When I'm in town, um, and it's it, it's one of those things that they're just. They're pushing so how, a lot. So how does it work? Like if 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 someone comes to the tasting room, what is if someone comes to the tasting room, what are what can they expect to experience or see? Or like how's the process work? Do you gotta make a reservation or what? No, you, you can just come right in. So it depends on which tasting you you want to do. Okay. But if you want to do our like a distillery tour, if I'm there, I'll give you a free tour. We'll bring you in the back and do things of that nature. Ninety percent of the time you do have to book a tour because mm-hmm. we don't want people to overstep each other. Yep. And we want to make sure everybody gets the full experience. That's cool, man. Because so many places you go and they're just about getting people in the door, as many people as possible so they can end you up in the gift shop and have you spend money. And and you get rushed through stuff. And it's like, that was cool, I guess. But I I didn't learn anything about your distillery or anything unique. I just saw the distillation process, which I've seen the eight other places I've been. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) You can always tell, too, because I'm a picture taker. Mm-hmm. But like if I'm if I've taken all my pictures and they're still talking, like it's a good tour. <laughs> but if I if I gotta like quit what I'm doing and scurry along now to catch up, yeah. it's like they're moving way too fast. No, we don't do that at all. I want to make sure if if you don't know about the distillation process or the yeast that's going in it, yeah, how it's cooked, what where it's cooked at, and what temperatures it's at, I, I I'll give you the full rundown of the, the entire breakdown of everything. Yeah, if you want it, and we're fully open on everything that we do. Nice. So. Are you there every day? No, I, I travel too much. So yeah. when I'm there, I do help out. I, I don't do any of the distilling. I'll be honest about that. That's that's not me. I, I can't deal with the fucking heat anymore like that. <laughs> it's just like here. I'm, I'm good with it. Short term. Sure. Yeah. Long term. No, you give me the cold. I'll stay out there. I'm a grizzly bear. Yeah. I'm fucking fine with that. That makes sense. The, so they make you come in like if you're if you're in if you're home. 
Or could you honestly live anywhere? Or you ha- you have to live in Colorado? I don't have to live in Colorado, but yeah. I mean, I'm the regional sales director for Colorado, Wyoming, and then the military sales director. So military is a big thing because we're going all PXs, BXs, all the class sixes. Yeah. And uh, we, we should be in them here in the near future. We're, we're in a, most of the bases in Colorado. Uh, one in Georgia, of course, we're in Fort Drummond, up upstate New York. Yeah. So how, how, how big of a pain has it been dealing with AFES and that whole organization? And it's, it's in a, it's a, it's an adventure. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine. Yeah. It's not just them as an organization. You have to, you're having to deal with, I assume the DOD as, as well, or how no, it's just straight AFES. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, depends on the organization, right? So you got the Navy Marine Corps exchanges you gotta, yeah. you gotta work with. And then you have the, you also have the Coast Guard now, yeah. but the Air Force, AFES is. Are the, are any X's, are they run by AFES as well? Or is that a different group? Any X's? Yeah. That's run by AFIS. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's... Anybody that was not in the military or military brat has no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Nexus, a Navy <laughs> exchange. The Oh, no. The, Nexus is a Navy Marine Corps. Yeah. So the, yeah. AFIS doesn't touch that. It's a different... It's a separate group. I thought AFIS was Air Force. Air Force Army. Yeah. yeah Air Force Army. Because like the PX... Space Force. PX and PX and... Yeah, that's yeah the Force. BX and the PX. Yeah, basic, basic basic exchange. exchange. Post, post, post exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yep. Depending on the branch. So, yeah, no, uh, Navy Marine Corps, we have a meeting here soon as well as the Coast Guard. So okay. I'll, I'll be flying out with the owner to Virginia sometime in the near future. I can't All give right. out dates, unfortunately. But uh, we, I'm hoping by the first of the year cool. we will be uh, CONUS, and then by the end of next year we'll be O-CONUS. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, That'll be cool to put it out, yeah. uh, to have your product pretty much worldwide but through a loophole. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the whole loophole that I'm trying to create with these yeah. people. So, especially with a military brand, we support the military as much as we do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, General Brian Mills, who just retired for with Tenth Mountain, I I think is Mills. Uh, oh, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna bite my <laughs> tongue on that one. I know his first name is Brian. Yep. And he just retired as a two star. Uh, but he's a huge supporter of us. Uh, had a our owner out to his property recently for his retirement and his retirement party. And it was, I saw the pictures. They seemed like they had a phenomenal time and he, he was even interested in helping us out in any yeah. way possible. So I might give him a call and be like, Hey, yeah, yeah, sure. you, you want to meet us in Virginia at this time of this day? Yeah. That'd be cool to have him tag along and then uh, yeah. get that two-star general treatment. You know how, uh, yep. well, you know how, you know, those guys retire and often they take up, you know, they get, a name, yep. A name placard on a general dynamics or right, you know, some some office where they show up twice a year for a board meeting and you know yeah. they go to a few meetings and they get a nice paycheck. They're show ponies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want yeah. you guys. I wonder if you guys could work out a deal with someone like that to be a unless you have something like that already to be your show pony. I'm not a show pony, but just just an advocate. <laughs> uh, he's a, our, a big name. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we we have people that are celebrities high up in the government right things okay. of that nature that like us but we don't like to use them in any way gotcha we, we consider them friends we consider them family and we want to keep them that way right so when they i'm sure general dynamics considers them family too 100 <laughs> percent. as long as they're helping them win 100 million dollar contracts <laughs> yeah i mean if they want to give us a 100 million dollar contract uh, yeah. yeah yeah but same i, I i'm also not going to use them that way that's yeah, that's, that's not our company understood 
to to not uh, say where I work at, but say there's an agency that's in the military and it's called like uh, I don't know Space Force, right? We'll use that because it's yeah. a real thing. So then there's another company where their initials start with S, so like SFRC would yeah. be the name of the company. They call it, that's the name of the company. Right. So they always hire people from the Space Force to come over and be their little show ponies. So they call it the Space Force Retirement Company, <laughs> SFRC. And, uh, I didn't know that's funny shit. Yes, because you know who I work for. Yeah, that's, so. really, that's really fucking <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's, so. I, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of good. I'll tell you the real name after. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a common thing in government contracting. I had a question. There's the you may not know, but the 82nd Airborne bottle that's at a lot of the stores is that Jay Mattingly? I don't know. I don't know who it is either. I, I would love to tell you, but I I really don't know. I see it all the time, and I'm like, that's a because it's not a company, it's not a real brand. I think it's Jay Mattingly makes it. Really? Because we went to Jay Mattingly, and they have uh, the bottle your own thing. Yeah. So you can go and we did our own blends. Oh, that's nice. And. Um, Fun. For military, it's free. No kidding. Yeah. Like, you had to pay for the bottle. Well, I mean, that's... Right? Yeah. But the actual... The blending experience process was free. Yeah. I may need to experience this sometimes. You should go. You should go. Should yeah. go. It's a lot of fun. Just set don't aside, be... Set aside the, mor- the morning. Because yeah. we thought it was going to be like a... We brought the wives and we're like, hey, we'll yeah. stop by for an hour. And then we'll... We were there almost four hours. We were there a long time. Oh, wow. We, it could, they have hundreds of barrels, and you just walk around with a thief, and you try, and you taste, and you take notes, and you blend your own shit. You can do a 50-50 blend. You could do a 25-25-25, whatever, whatever yeah. kind of blend you want to do. And they have a couple of rules that you have to follow with what you blend to, yeah. to, to stay within the legal parameters of what right. you're making or blending, um, but... Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. They're all color coded, so like you couldn't mix red and blue barrels together. Right, it has to be all red or all blue. But they have like sixty red barrels, sixty blue barrels. Oh wow! Um, but I think it's like I don't remember what what it was. It was like a high. It was like a high wheat or a high rye bourbon or a weeded bourbon. You can't mix those two, but you can. I don't remember what. Well, it was like what they wanted to do is, is make sure like if they had barrels that were bottled in bond. Yeah, you couldn't blend other stuff yeah. and then lose its bottle. So legally, you, yeah, had, you, you needed to keep its classification yeah. is what it was. Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, there were some rules to follow, but by you know, even then, it was you know, we tasted some things that were god awful, yeah, and then we tasted some things that were just fantastic. And it was there were a couple I I would have been willing to just just buy bottle like it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really? was really good. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's most of it's MGP stuff, but the the other thing that a lot of people probably find weird. Is um like if you pour it out of your thief into your glass and you taste it and you don't like it and yeah. there's like this much in there, they want you to dump it back in the barrel, which is fine because the alcohol is okay. gonna kill everything. Yeah, but it's still weird. It is a little yeah, weird. yeah. <laughs> like even as me that is not a German phobe, like I don't care. Like I'll eat Doritos off the kitchen floor at a cafeteria, like whatever. <laughs> uh, that was a little weird to me. I mean, that's the army side of you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we didn't eat crayons. We ate Doritos. There we go. Yeah. Don't tempt me with my crayons. We talked about that last time. Yeah, we did. And how delicious they were. I saw a commercial the other day. It was uh, or a sketch or whatever on Instagram. It was like back to school shopping. It was a Marine, a recruiter yeah. in uniform, stacked up with an Army recruiter comes around the corner. And he's like uh, gathering up some supplies for back to school. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they were talking. He was like, This is rations for like a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I just saw the it. I I ordered a box of the edible versions of the crayons yeah. just so I could have them at my house. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't you, know that was a thing. Oh yeah. And what is it? Just chocolate? Shit, tastes like the rainbow. Yeah. Huh. Jesus, that's funny. Or does each one taste differently? Yeah. Wow. So it correlates to the color of the crayon. Really? Yep. What does the black one taste like? Licorice. Oh, smart. I think. Smart. Fascinating. Yeah. I was figuring it was that, or they were going to try and do some kind of syrup. Yeah. Give me maple syrup. I'll do that. Yeah. But I think it's licorice. Is it? Yeah. I don't like licorice. I, and not black licorice, no. Yeah. I don't like any kind of licorice. I don't even like, like, red's got to be cherry. What's green? Apple. What's yeah. yellow? Banana. Banana. Orange, orange. What's blue? Blueberry? Probably. I, I, How do you feel about blue things that are that are flavored blue raspberry when raspberries aren't blue? Does that bother you at all? Never thought about it. I, you know, dude, nah, now you got something to think about. Shit, does it bother you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I like the flavor of blue raspberry stuff, but it bugs me that blue raspberries are not a real thing. Yeah, I like the blue raspberry lollipops with the gum in the middle. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I don't think I've had that in like ten years. Yeah, but they were good. You remember? I do remember yeah. them. Yeah, oh, these podcasts get so <laughs> dude, <this> fucking <laughs> random. <laughs> yeah, oh, to, we love it. To throw that. On, oh, to. Uh, so I Apple, I just saw this this morning. Apple is changing their phone. Like when you call someone and it has the hang up button. Yeah. They're moving the location of the hang up button. Do you know what they're putting in that location? What? The FaceTime button. Fuck them, man. So, dude, I cannot wait. Fuck them so I'm gonna hard. call everyone. <laughs> like are you taking a dump right now? Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later. And they just sit there and wait. <laughs> and then they go to hang up and they FaceTime me. Yeah. It's so hateful. Why would they do that? It's got to be a joke, right? No, I saw it this morning. And I was like, that's really dumb. Are you talking about the iOS 17? Whatever the new update yeah. is. No, it's, it's <laughs> Or not maybe that. it's the update after that. They're changing to uh, they're changing to USB-C too. No, give me a... I think I saw that. You stop. You're, don't, don't tell me that. Getting rid of the Apple, the, the original Apple, like traditional Apple charger and everything's going to USB-C. Uh, I feel like I saw that. Well, they got in trouble, I think, in, in, in Europe. I think they got sued they was, for that. Yeah, because it's you know more too too proprietary. Yeah, Europe, Europe has more I think rules or laws about that kind of thing. So they're just going with it across the board. Oh, this is okay. We can relax. The iPhone hang up button might not be moving after all. Yeah, I was gonna say give me a call because I actually have that whole update. First uh, seven of the iPhone's red end call button might soon be. Va- I'll, I'll just call you and see. Yeah, <laughs> test it right now. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll let you know because I don't remember. I. Had, Mine is still the hang-up button. I had four phone calls this morning. You sure you're calling the right person? Oh, shit. Nope. <laughs> Who was that? Byron. <laughs> Byron, Brian. You know. Yeah, so they were right next to you because we yeah. talked to Byron last night after you called me. Yeah. I did it again. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm doing a podcast. and I was trying to call the person sitting right next to me. His name is Brian, and I saw your your number next to his number and uh, <laughs> clicked the wrong one. This is a great podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, man. I'll talk to you. <laughs> but uh, that was fun. Twice. Yeah. Well, I thought you were calling me, so I answered his call. Yeah. No, I told oh, you. Yeah. I he called you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Byron, uh, Brian, it looks the exact same when you're when you're not really paying attention. I got you this time. Brian. Okay. Let's see. Still in the same spot. No, it's not. It moved. 
It's on the bottom. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Instead of being in the middle. Oh, so, weird. So if you were to if you were to reach up and hit end where end used to be, you would hit FaceTime. Oh, you would. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I'd, I'd so hit FaceTime and see how fast if it asks you if it says confirm. Ah, I did. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> That's perfect. Ended that quick. Well, there you go. Now you know. Yeah. Be careful when you hang up your phone, your iPhone now, because where the end button is is now the FaceTime button. I'm just attracted to red, so it automatically goes off. I'm just going to stop calling yeah. people and just FaceTime everybody now anyways. Isn't that weird that, uh, we like, take like 10 years ago, like, you'll be able to see each other's face on the phone. And we're Can't like, wait. Yeah, okay. That's so cool. And, and I was that, like, please don't do that to me. Now we can, I know one person right? that FaceTimes all the time. I, that would be Lariat. I do it in a few areas, but that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a lot. No, I don't. Uh, I don't even really use my phone that much. Text, texting is, is, is key. Text and email. It's like I do phone calls. I like to be more personable. Not FaceTime, but phone calls for me. Phone calls, emails. Yeah. It's hard for me to answer a phone call. I mean, that's fair. Because sometimes I look at it, I'm like, how long is this going to be? I, I, yes. Oh, that's yeah. the only. I can look, you know, it's one of those things like if your number, if your number alone causes me anxiety, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to I'm not answering the phone. Like, yeah. like when you're, when I see your number and I go, shit. <sighs> <laughs> it's just not worth it. Yeah. Now, anytime you don't answer when someone calls, they're going to be like, I listen to your podcast, man. Oh, yeah. And I don't appreciate that. That being said, I'm also extremely busy. So I don't answer there the phone is. very often. There all. it don't is. Don't take it personal. Cover up. Yeah, same. Bazinga. Same. My phone's usually not near me. Uh, to be honest with you, my phone, the, the vibrator is off and I keep the ringer off. Right. So unless I'm looking at it, I don't. You burned up that vibrator, didn't you? I did burn it up. Yeah, I mean. I know a few people that have done that. With your... Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> I, I kept it PG. I didn't say anything either. Uh, started to. It's a facial. Yeah. Damn, we burned through an hour, almost an hour and 10 minutes already. Damn. Well, uh, we should um, take advantage of the day, Carpe these days. Ooh. And uh, we'll go look at Charleston or something. Go to Folly Beach or we'll go do something. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Well, they're just coming down for hunt. Sorry uh, we didn't kill anything, but... Sorry, it was so hot. I thought for sure you were going to smoke a hog. I was, I, I had, so just to go over that, the reason I didn't is because he was over my left shoulder and that's where they were. I, if, trust me, if I saw them, they would have disappeared. Well, I was in a tree. (laughs) Yeah. I would have been shooting down. Yeah. And while we were 200 yards away through forest, I know the bullet wouldn't have gotten to you. Right. It still was a thought in my mind. So I I didn't want to shoot unless I was a thousand percent sure I was going to go through the front shoulder and into the ground. Yep. And I just didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, and I no. quit turning around because it was hurting my neck. <laughs> I, mean, bro, I can't yeah, crane around yeah. like that. My back starts to spasm. It's like, yeah. I think that they smelled. I think they smelled where I walked down. I'm telling you, that's what that one that I saw coming through through the woods. And it was just, I could just make out the, the body in the shape. I couldn't see it very well. And it was yeah. it was walking funny. It got to the edge line, stuck its head out right along the edge where I walked. And it like, caught, I think it caught my scent and then did a beeline and went around through a bunch of sick real thick stuff and I just never got a shot but he was hurt like really is oh, walking, he was by himself and I wonder if he didn't get in a fight or something with that other group or he's excommunicado yeah he got himself that or bit. shoot out yeah something yeah. he could have been bit there's oh, yeah. snakes out there absolutely could have been bit <laughs> and gators yeah well I, I, didn't, I didn't I mean there's controversial in that one so if you get, you guys got to hear about that later yeah we'll discuss we, we, we've had this discussion yeah, on this have. fucking podcast before we have, we have. This fucking podcast. Before. I want to get a biologist out there. Let's do it. I believe I believe that the uh, 
Do you believe it's possible? So that's what, that's what I'm saying. I believe that the, the ecosystem and the environment exists, but I believe that where we have water is too far away from their main water source, and I don't think they come that far up. I don't know. They live a long time. They get bored. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think they'd come that far away. And that the water where we're at, while there are areas that are constantly wet, it's not that deep. And they, yeah. there are a few areas that are, and it fluctuates a lot. Like that area where you were sitting today, right? When you looked out that you're out the blind and it was wet, yeah. In two months or in or in the spring, and when we haven't had a whole lot of uh, rain yet, okay, you can walk two hundred yards on dry land into the in back there. We've done that before during yeah. duck season in January. You can walk 100, 200 yards back there before you get to water. So it fluctuates a lot. So I think there are probably gators around there, but I think they're way further back, closer to the actual river itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would, I mean, that's just me though. I've seen bubbles. That's not my only thing. And he's like, could be, and I'm like, yeah, it could be a lot of things. It yeah. could also be a gator. <laughs> like I've seen, because I know gators I will a, get bored and blow bubbles. I have I've a gator, seen like a steady stream of bubbles coming out. There's a gator in, my, uh, in the pond in my backyard that has completely disrupted like it used to be like 40 mallard ducks that would hang out back there. They yeah. all left with the exception of like six. And those six do not go anywhere in the water. They hang out in my backyard and under the tr- tr- under the tree because it's like the only place with shade in the, around yeah. there. And uh, I, I I never see that that damn thing blow bubbles. I mean, you, you're more than welcome to invite me over. I'll make sure I have gator boots for everybody. Gator boots? No, he's going to make some gator boots. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. All the all of the neighborhood Karens would be pissed off that I killed an alligator in the backyard. That's I put why in for tags this year and um, didn't get them. So. That's why I said you invite points. me over. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you'd be at my house and they'd be pissed off, and then oh no, I won't be at your house. I'll just walk around mm. to your neighbor's house. Okay, yeah, do that. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll tell you. I'll give you exactly which neighbor's yard to walk through, so everyone thinks it's them. Yeah, I'll I'll help out everybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. Thanks. Let's go do some exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Till next time. All right. Bye.